1: Our top story on the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter. Happening now, we have a uh, stacked agenda this morning for Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum and Monday with the mayor. Good morning. Good morning.
0: Just quickly, you haven't heard anything unusual about this small dose of winter weather we're getting, right? It's pretty minor. No, I I spoke with our public works team uh, early this morning. They said they've been out treating stuff, but that everything seems fine. And I took my dog out this morning and did not fall down the stairs. So, uh, good. Progress. <laughs> Very good.
1: Very confirmed. Good. And all the bruises from last time, they've all healed and everything. Yes, yeah. just, just my pride. <laughs> bruised, yeah. now, you had a busy week last week. Let's start with the Tulsa yep. Public Schools News Conference. They're, they're on an effort to cut absenteeism. And you, I think, pointed out a pretty practical way that Tulsans who are concerned about a possible state takeover of the TPS can actually do something that would help.
0: That's exactly right, and I really uh, credit uh, Superintendent Johnson and uh, the team at Impact Tulsa, which is a nonprofit here that uses uh, data to analyze education issues. They really flag that one of the greatest challenges we've got around student performance uh, in Tulsa is outside the classroom, uh, and it's with attendance. Forty percent of kids in Tulsa public schools uh, this year are chronically absent, and, and you cannot expect kids to achieve Uh, the standards that all of us hope for them to achieve uh, if they're out of class that frequently. And so what Superintendent Johnson and I are doing is teaming up to raise awareness around this issue uh, and encourage folks uh, to visit uh, Tulsa Public Schools has set up a website uh, and a program called Attend to Win. And the idea behind this is this isn't just on parents. I mean, the, the greatest share of the responsibility here is on parents. I say that as a parent. Uh, But there are also things all of us can do. An easy one uh, is that if you lead a a business, uh, don't schedule meetings uh, during school drop-off times early in the morning. Uh, Don't hire high school kids during the school hours. Uh, There's simple things like that that may seem common sense when you uh, take a a moment to think about them, but that all of us can reflect on and help parents get kids in school more. We've got great teachers. We've got a great administration, great school board, uh, but we all can play a part in uh, helping improve our attendance rates, which will in turn improve student outcomes. And this is something that both Superintendent Johnson and State Superintendent Walters have talked about the need
1: for us to improve uh, We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. I know you were on part of the tour anyway when Superintendent uh, Ryan Walters was in town, went to three different TPS campuses. Uh, just It seems like he's very satisfied right now with the direction that the TPS is headed in. Could you give us a sense of what your discussions with him were like? I know you don't like to get into specifics, but just overall tenor of it.
0: No, I think I I can speak generally to what he he told the group, which is that he's pleased with uh, the the strategy that Superintendent Johnson is deploying and especially using data on things like student attendance and on reading outcomes. Uh, And he's pleased with the progress, but he still expects us to keep that up as a community and continue to improve. And and I 100 percent agree with him. Uh, I appreciated him coming over and and having the the positive things to say that he did about Superintendent Johnson and her
1: team. 735 talking to Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum.
0: Tulsa moved closer to having a low barrier homeless shelter last week. Would you explain what that is and tell us about the group that the city chose to operate it? Yes, this is uh, one of the most important things that we can do as a community. Uh, to get folks off the street. A lot of the people that you see on the street are out there because they do not have a shelter that they can go to. Uh, Most of our shelters that we have in Tulsa that do unbelievable work every day, they do have to have some sort of standards for folks just to keep everybody safe. So if somebody shows up who's intoxicated or who has a history of violence and assaulting staff, Uh, Maybe they have a pet and pets aren't allowed in the shelter. Like, they're not allowed to enter that shelter. And in most cities that have the exact same requirements, what you have is called a low barrier shelter that each of your existing shelters, if they know, if somebody shows up, oh, he's intoxicated. We can't let him in, but we'll call the low barrier shelter and they'll come pick him up and and he has a place to stay for the night. Uh, We don't have that in Tulsa. And uh, that was something that was flagged for us by service providers at the city. When the council and I were meeting with folks about what the city could do to help, uh, all of them said we really need a low barrier shelter. And so uh, we put out an RFP and and, uh, we selected uh, a group called City Lights City Lights is probably best known in Tulsa uh, for operating the, the nightlight program, but also during COVID-19, uh, they operated the hotel that you did not ever hear bad things about. <laughs> there were there were two hotels, one that was. A disaster, uh, and then there was the one that City Lights operated, where they did a fantastic job uh, operating it for folks who uh, need. You know, when we had limitations on how many people could be in homeless shelters, we had to open up a couple of hotels. City Lights did an absolutely superb job operating theirs, by all accounts, uh, and so I'm really thankful that they stepped up and agreed. Uh, to to do this one. They're also uh, developing a tiny home village that uh, I know we've talked about on this program before. They're really at the forefront of so much of the work that's happening to get people off of the street and into shelter so that they can get the assistance they need to get back on their feet.
1: So how do you think morale is in the Tulsa police department? Saw the story in the world yesterday about this survey that apparently was conducted by the fraternal order of police And it was a year ago, said 69% of active members rated morale as a four or lower on a scale of one out of 10. Your reaction when
0: you read that? Yeah. Well, um, uh, you know, we do our own internal um, uh, annual survey of all departments, but. Uh, I'm unsurprised that morale is a challenge in the police department. The reality is it's never been more challenging to be a police officer than it is right now. Um, uh, At no time in American history has more been asked of police officers than is asked right now. Uh, And they do it all with a camera strapped to their chest. And at any moment, uh, they can become a subject of a out of context YouTube clip and subject to public criticism. So. I completely understand that. I, uh, I do know that we have a chief of police uh, who has worked tirelessly to improve uh, the working conditions for the men and women in the department. Uh, chief Franklin has been the one at my in my office telling me we need to put through. It ended up being the largest pay increase in the history of the department. We need to improve the vehicles that our officers use. We need to improve technology. Uh, that officers can use in the field so that they have greater support and they're safer. All of these things we've done, but those were all brought to me by Chief Franklin because he wants it to be the best department it can be for the men and women who serve in it.
1: Uh, And this survey doesn't seem to blame leadership either. Only 15% uh, put it on leadership for the low morale, and the chief only 6% said was behind the low morale. So that, that strikes me as pretty good numbers. Mayor, we're out of time. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thank you. Bye. Mayor G.T. Bynum. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event now through April 1st.